I'm Chris Motes, and this is Faith in Politics. On this broadcast, we range from the soul to the state as we cultivate those virtues and explore those principles that help us live well as faithful Catholics in this great land. Well, welcome back for another episode, folks. We're broadcasting from the great state of South Dakota, where under God, the people rule. Really excited to be continuing with our theme of the pro-life conversation in this Respect Life Month, the month of October. Had a number of great guests on the show and continuing this week with my friend, past contributor, the director of South Dakota Right to Life, Dale Barcher. Dale, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you, Chris. It's great to be back with you and with your listening audience. Well, I'm glad you're here. And I think, I'm trying to think when the last time you were on the show, but I think we were talking about this is kind of a big year for South Dakota Right to Life. You guys just had a, a big convention and you were celebrating um, 50 years. Do I have that right? Well, you're right, Chris. It's an exciting time to be a part of the pro-life movement here in America, and I believe especially here in South Dakota. That's right, South Dakota Right to Life. We're commemorating 50 years as an ambassador for life as we educate and legislate for the sanctity of human life in our great state. You know, 50 years, that's quite, uh, uh, 50 years. I mean, five five decades, five zero. But what a great, great celebration and I know you guys, to celebrate, one of the things that you did recently that I, I want to talk about a little bit, just for the sake of those, I know we have many listeners that actually were at the convention, but for those that weren't able to go, maybe give us just a little bit bit of an update. You guys had a, your 50-year celebration convention in Sioux Falls at the beginning of the month. How did it go? Well, it was most excellent. In fact, uh, it was held October 1, 2, and 3 in Sioux Falls at the Sioux Falls First Church, which is almost kitty corner across from the Planned Parenthood abortuary. So it was a timely placed right there. Um, yes, we, um, in the midst of a COVID year, were, we were concerned about uh, attendance. So um, we videotaped everything and everything we did has been and is being uh, uploaded to our website at sdrighttolife.org. Now your listeners can go there and begin to watch the video clips. But we were amazed as 275 pro-life friends, uh, middle school uh, through the elderly, uh, gathered uh, for our convention this year, uh, Friday night and all day Saturday. And then on Sunday, we held our life chain and over 700 gathered along 41st Street uh, there to make a silent, prayerful statement on life. What was the, I want to come back to the, the convention speakers, but since you mentioned the life chain, what was the, what was the reaction of, of the public out there? What was it like? Well, I, it, it was, I, I was there for the life chain from two to three o'clock in the afternoon. And um, of course it's, it's a very solemn uh, prayerful um, event, uh, but cars going by honking. Uh, of course, we got uh, a, a few negative responses from folks that felt the need to be negative at the moment. But uh, the vast majority of folks either honked or gave us thumbs up and understood why we were standing there. And so, yeah, the reaction was, was I feel, it was a great reaction from the public. On Sunday. Well, that's really encouraging to hear because, you know, it's for for many South Dakotans, you know, kind of to stand out in the street corner in a public display like that, 
you know, you don't really know what you're going to get to have. So to have the, just the public support, what a, what an incredible thing. I want to turn back to just some of your speakers, because I've heard a lot of buzz uh, out there about some of the speakers that you had. What was the lineup? And can you just share briefly what, what some of the messages shared were? Sure, sure. Well, we were thrilled that um, uh, our keynote speaker for the convention was uh, Carol Tobias. Carol is the president of the National Right to Life Committee. So she flew in because it was our 50th. And uh, Carol was um, was very, very well received on Friday night. Uh, she spoke uh, to the national issues that are on the forefront, the front burner national pro-life issues. And it was great to hear her take and um, on those issues. And then on uh, the rest of the event, we heard from uh, Doreen Schreck. She is uh, with Wisconsin Right to Life. And Doreen brings a unique perspective on reaching young people and youth and what it will take and why the pro-life movement must be diligent when it comes to reaching our elementary, middle school and high school and college age young people. And then we heard from Seth Gruber. Seth is with the Life Training Institute out of California. Uh, Seth was our closure and well-placed because he's a young man that's full of energy for the right to life. And so Seth just gave quite a, a wonderful challenge to us to continue to fight on. We were blessed to have Harold Cassidy with us. Harold is a pro-life attorney and advocate from New Jersey. And Harold works closely with us, has for over 20 years now, has worked closely with the state of South Dakota in advancing uh, some of our um, our bills onto the um, Eighth Circuit Court, and we hope onto the Supreme Court. So we were grateful to have Harold fly in and be a part of the convention. And lastly, Scott Fishbach. Scott is the executive director of Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life. And Scott um, came over to speak on the issue of uh, Roe v. Wade and um, beyond. So he gave us a perspective on those um, Supreme Court decisions that was um, really enlightening, educational, and inspiring. Well, and folks I know can go to your website, sdrighttolife.org. As you mentioned, Dale, you're going to be having uh, that content. Um, I don't know if it's video or audio, but if folks are interested in any of those talks, you can, you can keep checking back to sdrighttolife.org. And uh, they're going to be getting those uh, those talks up there. One um, one of the speakers, Harold Cassidy, we're going to be having on this program next week. We're going to take a deep dive into some of the litigation that Harold has been uh, pursuing in conjunction with the state of South Dakota. He represents an intervener that the Alpha Center um, in uh, Planned Parenthood versus Nome. This really big pro life case that's percolating in the uh, federal the federal courts uh, in our area. Um, Harold is representing, as I said, the Alpha Center. Um, and we interviewed uh, Leslie at the beginning of our Respect Life Month, Leslie Unruh, who's the founder of the Alpha Center. Dale, just as you were kind of just sharing a little bit there, I'm a little curious. Can you share a little more about Doreen uh, Shrek? I'm really, you know, just as as the pro-life movement, you know, South Dakota Right to Life hits 50 years. Um, I think it was Hawaii that was one of the first states in 68 to legalize abortion. So it's been, you know, we're several decades in now, but I'm very curious. What did Doreen have to say about sort of 
um, passing the torch to the next generation and and really getting um, younger people involved, you know, and a lot of younger people are really acutely aware that a huge segment of their generation has been lost to abortion. Any particular thoughts from Doreen that stick in your mind? Well, sure. Doreen really encouraged the audience to um, uh, both listen to our young people, hear them, and then um, include them. And in our chapter meetings across the state of South Dakota and beyond, and um, at, at, at our different functions, include these young people. And this year, as every year with our state convention, we held a, in conjunction with the convention, we held a youth convention, a student convention. And we're really grateful that uh, uh, Cassidy Nome Peters, uh, once again, she serves on our board of directors, the governor's daughter, and she led the uh, the youth convention, the student part of our convention. And uh, last year, to give you an example, we had 20 middle school and high school youth attend. This year, just a little over 50. Ah, great. And so we're, oh, we're thankful. It brought a lot of energy to the convention, but they, um, these young people were absolutely thrilled. So that's middle school and high school as we reach out to them. And so we're encouraging uh, on the campuses across the state of South Dakota, we're encouraging uh, middle school, high school students to uh, start a Students for Life uh, group on their on their campuses. And we had several groups at our convention this year as well. We're grateful for the college students that attended this year's um, convention. We had Jacks for Life, Yotes for Life, Bikes for Life, um, Hummets for Life. Uh, in attendance and um, they bring a certain amount of enthusiasm with them. So it was great having them and many of them stayed over and participated in Sunday's life change. So that was, that was interesting and it was a blessing. Uh, that's great. You know, and I, I got a chance to see some of the photos that some of those college groups are posting online on their Facebook pages. looks like they're having a great time and um, really just unabashed in their defense of life. I got to share too, just personally, I, I had the chance to meet a number of the Yotes for Life at the convention last year and uh, God bless them. They were really pitching in um, just through some of the connections that were made. Um, they were using some of their meetings uh, on campus throughout the school year during the legislative session to write emails to their legislators and to kind of help do some citizen lobbying on some of those great pro-life bills that uh, the Catholic Conference and Right to Life uh, were supporting last legislative session. So that's, that's great to hear about the young people involved. Um, maybe to close it out for just our discussion and recap of your convention, I'm curious too about um, some of the uh, civic leaders that were there to show support uh, for the the right to life uh, from conception to natural life, uh, uh, natural death. Who did we have um, from our political leadership in the state uh, there at this convention? Well, I really appreciate you asking, uh, Chris, because that part of our convention is planned and purposed. And so we were really grateful on Saturday morning uh, to have uh, Sioux Falls Mayor uh, Paul Tenhagen 
uh, calm. And uh, the mayor wrote a wonderful proclamation proclaiming uh, this weekend as uh, Sanctity of Human Life weekend in uh, Sioux Falls. And um, it takes a mayor with a lot of courage in today today's uh, society to stand up and um, make the statement that that he has made. And once again, his video clip right now is at our website at sdrighttolife.org. But then uh, throughout the event on Friday night, um, we had uh, legislators recognized. And so we had a plethora of state senators and representatives up on stage introducing themselves. And they really did receive a hero's welcome at the convention. So it was great to see them in attendance. And um, and then um, we uh, Senator John Thune showed up on Friday night and uh, addressed the audience as well. And um, from a uh, U.S. senator's perspective on life, it was great having him there. On Saturday, we heard from uh, Senator Mike Brown via video because the senator was was uh, tied up in Washington, D.C. and could not attend in person. But his video clip will soon be up online. And then Congressman Dusty Johnson uh, showed up and um, he is always full of life and energy and uh, brought that to the convention. And on Saturday afternoon, uh, it was great to have uh, our governor, Christy Nome, Lieutenant Governor Larry Roden uh, in attendance and it was a phenomenal thing to um, have our governor call her husband, uh, Brian, up on stage and ask Brian to pray over the convention. I'll tell you, Chris, only in South Dakota would you have um, that kind of a testimony to give here today. So we're grateful for that. But we're also thankful that um, um, Marty Jackley, a former attorney general, uh, was uh, came in person and addressed the, um, the the convention. Marty serves as South Dakota Right to Life's legal counsel in the state of South Dakota, and he does so pro bono and uh, does so with a flair of excellence. And so we have a great, deep appreciation for uh, attorney Marty Jackley. And then, of course, um, the uh, convention was opened, closed, and in the middle, blessed by some wonderful pastors. Um, on, um, and we're very grateful that Bishop um, uh, Donald DeGroot could come and bless and uh, the uh, convention, and not, not only bless the convention, but speak to the issue of life as he did so eloquently uh, at the convention at noon on Saturday. And he was extremely well received, as you can imagine, and um, and stayed for some time to uh, to chat with people and talk with people and have lunch with us. Well, well, beautiful, beautiful. Sounds like a wonderful event. And I know you guys are already getting uh, getting prepared for next year. Do you have do you have the date picked out yet or the location yet? You're, I think you're going back west for 2022. Uh, Is that correct? We are going back west. Uh, so the date next year will be September 30, October 1 and 2, and it will be held in Rapid City. So um, uh, come west, folks, uh, September 30, October 1 and 2 of 2022. Great. Well, thanks for that update. And for more details, folks can go to sdrighttolife.org. I'm Chris Motes, Director of 
the South Dakota Catholic Conference. You're listening to Faith and Politics. I'm joined by Dale Barcher, the director of South Dakota Right to Life. We're just kind of doing another uh, pro-life update here. As we kind of look forward to the next regular legislative session, Dale, you know, I, I know you and I are both in the thick of kind of sorting through potential bills and, you know, what's kind of everything that's out there um, in terms of pro-life legislation. And we'll get to that, some of that stuff on on a future program as as the dust settles, so to speak. But one thing I think sometimes people are a little curious about that, that we could talk a little bit about now is, hey, what's the what's the process look like? You know, how does an organization like South Dakota Right to Life sort through all the potential legislation? How do you make decisions about, you know, what you might get behind? Well, Chris, the legislative session is a 40-day session, uh, begins around the second week of January and ends around the middle of March. And it's four days each week for those 40 um, days. Um, so we actually begin this process of looking at um, legislation, uh, whether it be a bill or it be a resolution, uh, the day after session is done. So uh, we begin the process of looking ahead. What can we do to strengthen the laws in South Dakota as it pertains to the sanctity of human life? We're so grateful that um, we have partners like the Catholic Conference, Family Heritage Alliance, Concerned Women for America, uh, Eagle Forum, and so forth. Um, and uh, we're all life-minded uh, partners. And so we gather together every year before session, uh, three different times. We call them pro-life legislative summits. And we gather uh, normally in Sioux Falls, in person and some on Zoom. And we spend two, three, four hours together walking through uh, possible legislation, the ups, the downs, and uh, and then be prepared for uh, legislation that might be coming that we would need to fend off and oppose because it would hurt the cause of life in the state. So I'm thankful for those that partner with us. I tell people all the time that we are better and stronger together, and we certainly are. You know, I think that that unity that you, that you mentioned is so important. And one of the things that I appreciate that that you and Right to Life do, Dale, is is hosting these periodic just sort of summits uh, amongst all of the the stakeholders, if you will. And it's just so good to be in the room together to talk about these issues, to pray together, to um, to, to grow in our friendship for one another. I mean, unity is, I think, just one of the great, great treasures that the pro-life community in South Dakota has is this gift of friendship and unity. And I, you know, just a big thanks to you for, for cultivating a lot of that. It's a real gift of yours. And so thank you for that. Well, thank you, Chris. You know, Dale, we've got, uh, oh boy, we've got nine or 10 minutes uh, left here. But one of the things that I want to I want to talk about in our time remaining is just the the real grassroots too. Because not only are is Right to Life doing this great work in the Capitol and kind of at, at the high level in these policy discussions with a seat at the table, but you're doing incredible work at the grassroots level with chapters in communities all across the state of South Dakota. Tell us what's been happening in the in the chapters lately. Give us give us the update from the grassroots. Well, thank you, Chris. It's an important part of who we are as Right to Life. Right to Life, uh, we hope that we do two things with the flair of excellence, and that would be educate and legislate. So we've already talked about the legislation part of the of the um, 
purpose of who we are. So the education part really comes uh, with the chapters across the state of South Dakota. Currently, we have nearly 40 communities that host a Right to Life chapter in them. And um, many of these Right to Life chapters meet on a monthly or every other month basis. And they would absolutely love to have uh, some of those in your listening audience participate and be a part of this uh, growing army of um, individuals. Uh, it's at the chapter level, uh, Chris, where uh, they're involved in their county fairs and um, their events, their conferences, conventions that are, are held, their uh, events in their own areas. Uh, just this morning, I, I received a phone call from uh, a priest here in the state of South Dakota. And last Sunday in Miller, South Dakota, they held a life chain. And so he has a little write-up and he's got some photos that he's sending me because they were mighty proud of those uh, younger and older that gathered on Sunday afternoon in Miller, South Dakota. And um, so it's it's that grassroots effort that really uh, makes the difference across the state of South Dakota. Well, and you mentioned this write-up that he sent in too. For folks that don't know, they, I mean, everybody needs to know about this. This is like, th- this is mandatory reading for me every week is your weekly newsletter, Dale. You do a great job of getting it out every Thursday morning. So folks can, when they go to your website, sdrighttolife.org, they can scroll down until they see the box that says, says subscribe. They can just punch in their name and email address, get on that that weekly email newsletter. So they see the news from Miller, what's happening out there. You know, you mentioned the fairs too. I am glad that your chapters are really just uh, thriving because Dale, I know you love going to fairs, but you just don't have time to go to every single county fair, do you? How many did you go to this year? No, well, I I touched base with eight different fairs uh, this last summer. And um, I I just, I I tell you what, personally, I just love it. I love it because it, it, it is where you can get up close and personal with South Dakotans of all ages, spend some time with them, Um, resourcing them, uh, demonstrating to them that um, we're here, we're not going anywhere. Hey, we've been here for 50 years and um, we're going to continue to fight this fight for that, which is right. Yeah. And so where's your, where's your newest chapter at? I know you've been growing in recent years with new chapters. It seems like sprouting like mushrooms out there, but where's the newest one? Well, we're really grateful for the uh, new chapter in Brookings, South Dakota. And uh, that chapter has just uh, kicked it up a notch. And um, so we're thankful uh, for the Brookings chapter. And they've been meeting on a monthly basis at various locations, primarily at the Newman Center on the campus of SDSU. Oh yeah, and Father Father Grody, the chaplain up there at the, the Newman Center, has um, the distinction of being one of the few priests in the state who's also a lawyer. He was a practicing lawyer for many years. So there are a couple of them out there, including um, retired Bishop Swain, was also a practicing lawyer. But uh, great, great uh, jacks for life, and that's great for them to be meeting there. What um, I, will be, I will be making my way up to uh, Britain, South Dakota, here in the month of November. Okay, uh, we're going to do a chapter startup 
in the community of Britain. So any of your listeners up in that area, you'd be watching for our meeting up there. Well, and I don't know if uh, we've got Vic Rapcock, another great Catholic lawyer in the state of South Dakota. He's one of your board members. I think he's practicing law up in Britain. I don't know if he's the... The, the mover and shaker behind that chapter getting started, but that's great to hear. So um, where where else do you need chapters? Because I know how many counties we got in South Dakota? We've got, what, 66, 67 counties? I should know this, but- 66. Yeah, so we've, there are a couple of couple places out there that need chapters yet. Where do you, where do you got your eyes set on? Well, uh, all of our major communities have a chapter in them, but um, so we're looking at the uh, smaller communities across the state of South Dakota. So if the listeners um, in your community, if you do not have a right to life chapter, um, wow, I would love to come and assist you in getting one up and starting and resource you with the resources you need to be a uh, pro-life um, advocate and ambassador where you live and breathe and raise your family. Yeah. So Dale, as we, um, we've got a couple minutes left here, you know, I think one of the big questions, if I can just ask for your thoughts on this, there's a, there's this big question that's on the mind of a lot of pro-lifers. We've got this big case coming up uh, before the Supreme court Dobbs uh, versus Jackson women's health. It's um, you know, there's potential for the Supreme Court to, to take out Roe versus Wade. Praise God, wouldn't that be just great if that happened? You know, even if they don't do it in in one, um, you know, one stroke, I think everybody's expecting they're going to at least take a bite out of it. You know, what are your thoughts and hopes for the future of the pro-life movement as Roe versus Wade bites the dust, which is going to happen, you know, at one point or another? What do you, what do you think is really important for the, for pro-lifers to keep in mind as the movement kind of moves into the next chapter? Well, I think the listeners need to be very aware of the fact that if the Supreme, well, when, when the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, whether it be with the Dobbs case, which might happen, nobody can predict what our Supreme Court is going to do or not do. Yeah. So when Roe v. Wade is overturned and it comes back to South Dakota, South Dakota is one of a handful of states, six, that um, has that trigger law, which basically um, will call for an end to elective abortions in the state of South Dakota. That being said, uh, we know that Planned Parenthood won't sit idly by and allow South Dakota um, to exercise that trigger law without it being challenged. um, And so probably on the ballot. So to everyone listening, our work continues as we, um, we, we move to really being an advocate for life. And so right now in the state of South Dakota, uh, we have 10 um, uh, pro-life crisis pregnancy centers, and that includes the three birthright organizations in the state of South Dakota. Well, to be honest with you, Chris, we need to double that number or triple that number yeah. because when Roby Wade is overturned, uh, women who are walking through a, a a difficult decision on their pregnancy, they'll need to know where can I go for help. Well, we want these pregnancy care centers up and running and going strong. So, our work continues all the more when Roe v. Wade is overturned and sent back to the States. Wonderful, wonderful thoughts on on loving them both, both mother and child. The work of South Dakota Right to Life is just so incredibly important. So grateful for you, Dale. 
Thank you for joining us on the program today. Well, thank you, Chris. We continue to fight this good fight uh, together. I believe that we're touching hearts, we're changing minds, and we are saving lives. Thank you. Thank you, as always, dear listeners, for tuning in. If you want to reach out, give us a little feedback on how we did. You can go to sdcatholicconference.org, click Contact Us. As always, you can leave us a rating on the podcast, too. Share it with friends, and uh, and let us, let us know what you want to hear in the future. We'll be back next week with Harold Cassidy to talk about some pro-life litigation bearing on the state of South Dakota. Until next time, live well.